This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. The House Judiciary Committee voted along party lines on two articles of impeachment which passed Abuse of Power 2317 and Obstruction of Congress 2317. So the next step is to bring it to a vote of the House in general. I am shocked. (laughs) It got ridiculous. This marathon thing was about, there was a marathon debate, or I don't know what you want to call it. 13 hours. Yeah, and it was during the Congressional Ball. So it looks like, I think, the White House has a Christmas party and invites all those people, and Trump did not seem stressed out in the slightest bit. That kind of stuff always convinces me that that most, a lot, a bigger part of this stuff than they want you to believe is about pomp and luxury and image and style. And I remember basically on Inauguration Day when Obama handed the reins to Trump, he said something like, ceremony or protocol is a big part of this job. Yeah. And that, so I could see like to miss that ball must've been a pain, but the, the atmosphere was so lively. The only thing that could explain it is that those spoil sports and baby eaters were back on the hill. I kept turning the news on to see if maybe something different was on. And all <laughs> I, I see are these stupid people's faces in the, in Congress I mean, it's mind-boggling. All they did, it's like flagellation, really. There was one people, one person who talked, and they were all doing this. They just got up there, and they just started talking about their own personal history. And I, I'm in here because I'm fighting for justice, and I had this horrible thing happen to me 10 years ago, and that's what sparked my interest in my run for— And I'm like, what does any <laughs> like of this filibuster. have to do with impeachment? Yeah. Well, and it was so futile because the Republicans were proposing amendments, and the Democrats were shooting them down. So— there was really no purpose to it, and I, I just I feel like they, it was obviously just for show, but I really I do feel like there was one little wrinkle that supports what I feel, what I think you and I have been getting to the conclusion of, that a lot of this is about them going too far. And, and the, yeah. the two things that made me really think of this was yesterday, Dean tweeted at me, an interview with Nancy Pelosi where she talks about how she was under a lot of pressure to impeach Bush when she was first speaker first time around. And it was because there they knew there was no nuclear there were no nuclear weapons in Iraq. She knew that Bush lied and people died and she was being pressured to impeach on those grounds. But she had just uh, lived through the Clinton impeachment which was about a sexual indiscretion, which is unbelievable that she that that we went that far and that she didn't want impeachment to be a way of life. Then she said, this time is different. And I was like, wait, I thought this was from like 20 years ago. This is now she's saying that stuff in the context of justifying impeaching Trump over this. Did she say lived through? Was that her words? I don't think so, but that was definitely well, it might have been. It was close enough. I'm curious because that seems that's a dramatic way to say that she lived. It sounds like something that she would say. She she survived the Clinton impeachment. Yeah, it was it, it wasn't it really wasn't that charged. And but the the thing was that it was it was so 
it was so sobering. I thought it was a way to, to, to show her out for being a hypocrite, but it was in real time. And what Dean said was, I don't know. She realizes how bad this makes her look. And, and I thought, yeah, maybe she doesn't. But then today I saw a headline on Fox news that said vintage interview of Schiff regard blasting Clinton impeachment. So there was a, they were playing a similar thing that was a vintage interview, like I thought Pelosi was. So that further fed the fire of this, this anger, this feeling of hypocrisy. And then it made me go back and think, well, Pelosi did that because there wasn't, there wasn't a vintage hypocrisy thing for her. She created it so that it would piss people off and make people feel hypocritic and bring out the exact hypocritical and bring out the exact thing that she was arguing she did not want, which was that impeachment is now a way of life. Yeah, and the hypocritical factor of it I think is very important. If you can get people to completely be numb and unaffected by how hypocritical the people who are leading them are, then they can do anything. They can say one thing one day and do the complete opposite the next day, and you can juxtapose those next to each other and say, look, this person is lying. This person is manipulating you, and they will go, oh, no, that doesn't matter. What actually happens when you have a government that there's no faith in whatsoever, and this has happened in the international order when the United States went from being a a, a paragon of virtue to or appeared to be for people this this beacon of hope to being a a, a power abusing superpower is that you stop obeying once you think most laws because laws and law and order depends on self-policing like you have to have the consent of the governed people have to cooperate which is why it's much much harder to impose order in a black market to just ban an object like places that don't allow you to sell gold, nobody's going to not buy and sell gold if they can get away with it because there's no moral imperative not to. There's no self-correction there. And the more your laws, your your process get out of reach and you feel like there's no justice, you want to take justice into your own hands. So they are subverting what was a perfectly functional system. It wasn't a good system. I don't like the system, but it was functional. And that's when you started to, I think this is all in lockstep with devolving into vulgarity, even violence, fisticuffs will emerge, all of that. Yeah, I think that that is the natural progression, especially as they intense the emotions that people feel leading up to the election and then after the election. Yes, I think they're tapping into what they know will be the natural reaction, but I think they are doing it knowingly. And and furthermore, I think what's happening over in England, I've been saying all along, they're really parallel. This whole Boris Johnson thing is very parallel. And I had some comments on the election, which happened overnight. Yeah. And then, and I'll tell you the comments I had already had written out and everything. I was waiting for this. I was, I, I, it never even occurred to me to look at how's Bojo doing in the polls, Boris Johnson. I was like, he's definitely going to win. Like, this is not, he's just too important a caricature. It's just like Trump. Yeah. Even more so because he hasn't been around long enough to make his created person really fully exploited. So I was pretty sure he's going to win. He won in a landslide. And I wrote my notes of what I thought it was all about. And then I, honest to goodness, found a headline just verifying every single meme I had absorbed from this experience. So obviously (laughs) I was being spoon fed it 
You know what I mean? But it yeah. doesn't make it not true. They just want to, it's like, it's like that, the acting references yesterday. Like you and I totally saw that they were being bad actors, like literally not acting <laughs> with, with skill. And yeah. then in case, lest anyone not realize it, they, they pointed it out. So this is the same thing. So for me, they, I was reading an article on CNN that laid out kind of the, the Boris Johnson in Trump terms, in my opinion. He, he writes this, um, I forget the guy's name. It was on CNN. It was an article written there. Get Brexit done was the slogan, Boris Johnson. And he says, like America great again, it could be a neat dog whistle for bigots. <laughs> Get Brexit done. When I think the biggest issue with Brexit was that people, not British people, were, were coming there to exploit the health system. So, so it really wasn't about like just racial hatred. That is fostered from above. It says that he said people who don't like Boris Johnson don't understand how he can be taken seriously by so many when he is a frivolous, absurd, dishonest, and shallow character. So that's all like stuff they would say about Trump. Yeah. Says he is, uh, but it's because he's amusing and recognizable with his unmistakable diction and preposterous hair, just like Trump. People call him a child <laughs> emperor. So all this stuff, it's so Trumpian. Yeah. Meanwhile, don't forget, Boris Johnson is a created person from the very uppermost echelon of, well, almost the uppermost echelon of British society. Then they go on to talk about, I, I read another article on CNN talking about Corbyn. So Jeremy Corbyn basically lost to Boris Johnson as the leader of the government because his party lost, Labor lost. And he said that they're saying that was because of Corbyn, who is, quote, dislikable, brittle, and feeble. Feeble. So feeble, feeble. Like, like a feeble old man, you know, just really harkens yeah. to the Biden Mueller stuff. Oh, and then yeah. it says he will leave labor with 70s era militant tendencies combined with or with 2010 era campus identity politics grafted on which is exactly what we're experiencing here. Yeah. He'll be remembered as that Marxist fella. And it would be wise for Britons <laughs> to remember that labor can't win from the left, that labor moderates have a failing internal process for selecting a new leader. This spells doom. So then, so, so see what I'm saying? Like, like this is all how our thing is supposed to be. Yeah. Same too thing. far to the left. This guy's a complete clown, but there's internal dysfunction in the Democrat Party or Labor Party or whatever. And then Varney. So then I, I wrote all this stuff down. I pulled those passages from these articles, which weren't like headliners, but I read the articles and I found what I thought were really the salient points. Then I started seeing headlines pop up because this was basically in real time. One was by Stuart Varney from Fox, who says Boris's landslide should scare the socialism out of Democrats. So clearly this stuff is, it's not, the parallelism is not lost on the people who are writing the news. And Trump says, yeah. you're going to love this. This is, there's a word for this. I couldn't remember it the other day and I can't remember it now, but you'll remember that I couldn't remember it when I tell you what the word that this quote is. <laughs> Trump says that the UK election is a harbinger of what's to come in the US. Didn't I tell you you'd hear it every day? That word. Yeah, and I just watched The Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earth 
episode where Harbinger took center yeah, stage. Yeah, and apparently, just I think the other a Harbinger day. is not, it was originally a person, not just a sign. So your Harbinger as a person is even more. Superpower yes, person. Yes, yes, it, it is a superpower. It's just the power of foresight. So. I like that term Marxist that fella. Marxist we don't, we're not quite as sophisticated when we call out our communists as there. Oh, it's a Marxist fella over there. <laughs> Bernie would be our Marxist fella. So yeah. then I went on to say, okay, I've got it now. I've got, I understand Brexit's going to happen. And so then you got to ask why. Because you and I both from the very beginning were like, I don't know if Brexit's going to happen. You know, it doesn't make sense. Like, this is not the globalism. This is like, seems anti-globalist. But then after the USMCA passed this week or was uh, negotiated, it still has to pass Congress and the, and I believe the Senate must pass the Senate because it's a treaty. Ah, I think so. I have to double check that. But I thought that's how it worked. So... I think the Senate needs to advise and consent, and I know Congress has to vote on this. But it looks like it's a foregone conclusion, and I would like people to try to stop USMCA. I'll talk about it on WSB. But once I saw that come down this week, which I'm reading a, a, an analysis of it, 57% of the actual text was lifted directly from the TPP. And I think 95% of the chapters and chapter headings, 75% of the content, comes right out of TPT, which Trump won on defeating. So this is how I see what's happening, that USMCA has a provision that if any of the three countries has a non-market country trade agreement, such as China, UK, anything else, the other two USMCA signatories can kick that guy out. So, So you would think, well, no big deal. I don't mind being kicked out, but you can't do that. Our trade with Canada and Mexico is by far larger than everybody else who we trade with, including China. You can't get kicked out. We will not be, we would capitulate. We wouldn't just risk a veto, I think. None of, none of the three countries would. So if Trump's negotiating a long-term China deal, it's going to have to be approved by the USMCA or even folded into it. And that, to me, triggered in my mind. So I said, you're not going to get your China deal till you get USMCA. And guess what? Today, the China deal is announced. So the China deal is coming yeah. down. And, and I said, okay, so they're going to just, the US, instead of the TPP being the central treaty that everything else is going to plug into, that's what I had originally talked about, the, US, the TPP as being, the, the uh, building block of a new, more sophisticated, more overarching, modern globalist trade organization to kind of replace the World Trade Organization. So now I think that that is the USMCA. You're going to plug China in. So as soon as I saw the stuff about Brexit, I was like, oh, we'll do the UK-US. That is the, you know, it's not like it hadn't occurred to me before. But now I'm like, okay, that is really what's going on here. Everything's plugging into the USMCA. And it'll be like a domino effect. And then, so then I see scooped again by Trump, or should I say trumped by Trump again, he should, it says Trump leads global reaction to Tory win with trade deal offer. Say, hey, Boris, let's wow. have a trade deal. So <laughs> I really feel like that's where this is going. And people are talking about how the World Trade Organization is on the ropes and Trump is endangering this important entity. But in fact, it's outdated. It's like the Twin Towers. It's not, it's not wired for, for uh, Ethernet. It's, it's got to go. You can't just retrofit yeah. it. 
So I think that they'll blame him for this, but you will have a globalist phoenix rise from those ashes, the likes of which a Democrat never could have put in place. So if you're at a Christmas party and somebody's talking about how Trump is destroying everything, you can point out what you just pointed out. You know what what the answer of the Democrats is? Well, we bamboozled him. That they, we got all this oh, done. Oh, they pulled the wool over his eyes. him. So he's stupid, and he's an evil <laughs> yes. genius. And again. trade is his thing, but he's accidentally playing into their hand. To the 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 most yeah. globalist thing you could possibly do is a regional trade offer, other than a global trade offer deal, and that's what he's doing. And yeah. somehow he thinks it's the opposite of what it is. No. No, no, no. Yeah, so that that's true. Anytime he does something that they <laughs> yes, like, it's opposite. always going to be, he well, we it. just kind of pulled the he wool over it. that idiot's eyes this yeah, time. So so that's the, those are the big headlines for me that I think. Although, yes, I want to tell people, though, that we do have a WSB show tomorrow, which is Saturday, December 14th, and uh-huh. I want to dig deeper into some of these themes. So people should just, yeah, if they want yeah. to call in, if actually this is an important point, that if people want to call in, you never get to call into this show, but I'm absolutely welcome to discussing anything you want to discuss from this show or anything. I'll give you top priority if you want to call in 800-WSB-TALK tomorrow afternoon from 3 to 6 Eastern, whatever. Call, call in. in. Listen, listen on WSBRadio.com yeah. or iHeartRadio. Call in to call say, say hi. Call in to say hi. Call in to say how much you love the Drive Time News Blast. Say Merry Christmas, whatever you feel. Yeah. Well, not whatever. So those you are the head because not whatever. What? Well, you, within the censors, you got to stay within That's the right, censors. That's right, within the censors. At least you know CNN doesn't have to stay within the censors I know. anymore. But we have to I stay know. within the censors. They can say what as long as Trump says it, they can say it. Or as long as people believe yes. that Trump said yes. it, they can say so, whatever they want. Lighten us up, though. Tell us something lighthearted. That's going to be light. Too much of a not a, light. A light is up, it? But try to, okay, whatever. There's a story yesterday. About ring security cameras. Are you familiar with the ring security yeah, cameras? Yeah, it's like cameras on your doorbell, and then you get to talk to the yeah, person. Yeah, we did a story a long time ago about a guy who, I think it was last Christmas, who was caught on somebody's ring security camera licking the doorbell for three hours. That's not believable. I remember I you, you remember, saying but that, how creepy but is it doesn't that? sound... I mean, that's a story that happened, and they had, they went out and they tried to find the guy. I mean, the guy was probably clearly on drugs, but that's a creepy thing to go back and watch your ring, and there's a guy for three hours mm-hmm. licking it. But these ring cameras are everywhere, and they're working with police departments. They're giving free cameras to police departments. They're becoming like the home security camera of the police force because the police can then go to people, and they can get access to the cameras, and they, like a whole neighborhood of ring cameras they can get access to, and they can find out where cars went and where people were. And I, I know friends whose entire neighborhoods are on these ring cameras, and they tap into each other's ring Atlanta cameras. Atlanta is like a, a big home security first network. mover on this stuff. And this is an example uh-huh. of like using big tech or whatever, like a public-private partnership for – Surveil- for the surveillance state to not have to yes, go through exactly. the legal process. I don't like I don't think that yeah. they should be able be allowed even if you voluntarily give your ring camera, you're allowed to look out your door, but why should the cops be allowed to? People are letting I them think vo- it's a third amendment violation. What's Nobody the knows amendment? the third amendment. You can't court you can't be forced to quarter soldiers. Okay. So you have a it's like having a cop a cop eyeball sticking out your doorbell. 
I see. I see. That is how it's being used but for. But it's voluntary. You know, they are coercing yeah. you to do it voluntarily. And they're giving their entire, they're giving access to their camera to people in the neighborhood, you know? And, and so they're tapping into others so they can, like, hey, watch my stuff for me. But, like, you don't know that. When you go over to somebody's house, you don't know if they have a ring camera. It, it just, it's, I'm just now starting to get accustomed to, like, when I'm over at somebody else's house to going, oh, right, they might have cameras Nanny all around cam, here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. There was some security hacks for these ring cameras that happened recently, and what was going on is that these are uh, owners of ring cameras in Mississippi, Georgia, and in Florida. Um, They were hacked, and the hackers tormented their family. They shouted racist things. They encouraged children to break their stuff in their room. They demanded ransom. They One of them tapped into a little girl's bedroom and said, I'm Santa Claus. Don't you want to be my best friend? And then encouraged her, encouraged the little girl to break her TV before her dad came home. And the little girl says that she was scared to even go into her room for a while after that. In other instances, people would wake up to people just cackling and laughing and saying, I'm watching you, I'm watching you, I'm going to kill you, and just just threatening them. I think Nest had those problems too. I think you're right. And these – there's all kind of instances that are just terrifying when you read about them of the things that these hackers would do. Can you imagine that? You're sleeping and somebody just starts talking to you who's not in your house, who, who, who knows about you. They're saying information about the people, which means they've been watching them for a long time. And Ring came out with a statement and said that none of the breaches were due to anything in their computers. I don't know that – you know they haven't. I don't know if that's been proven. That's what their original statement is. They're saying that the hacks are completely due to people using the same passwords in their ring cameras as they use elsewhere. Apparently, if a password gets leaked from one network or one, like, uh, I don't know, Gmail or something, and when hackers get those, those passwords, they just take those passwords and they just plug the exact same passwords into other type things like ring because people often use the same passwords. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Yeah, and so it works. And... I just think that story's something to think about, especially if you have a ring camera. Definitely pick a unique password, and I would consider burying it in the backyard <laughs> if it were I me. Had to, I had to stick a stake through the heart of the Alexa. It just kept getting out of the box. Thank goodness. We kept getting them free. I mean, everywhere you went, like literally, they would give you, we got them for Christmas. We got them, like we would buy one thing and get an Alexa free. And we had, I think, three at one point. And my husband's like, give one to your sister. It's like, I would never, would never do that. That's an awful thing to do. And then one day I came home and it was out of the box. I took a picture of it. Like uh, it was, it had gotten. Did it get itself out of the box? <laughs> it had gotten out of the box. And you know, my husband <laughs> said to my kids, don't. Don't talk to your mom in front of this. You know the stuff she says. Like, just because he doesn't listen to my podcast. He listens to my radio show. Uh-huh. But he doesn't realize that what I'm saying is out there anyway. I'm not saying yeah. anything at home. I'm not saying, you know. I try actually to say less uh-huh. at home because I have minor children. I mean, if you have an Alexa, it's listening right now. I don't. I don't think unless it's hiding somewhere. It It might might be be getting better audio (laughs) recording than we're getting right now. It might be. With this technology, we need to pull that recording off of Alexa. It's the kind of thing that my daughter would like secretly have because who cares? She's just like, yeah. oh, mom, you're ridiculous. For the convenience aspect of it. Yeah, it's like in her room. She's using it so she can whatever. 
change her alarm without tapping it into her phone like Alexa. Anyway, bad. It is. There are times when you're doing something and you think to yourself, man, I wish I could just voice command this. Mm-hmm. Like go to the bathroom. It would make things so much uh-huh. easier. Yeah. <laughs> so another interesting story. There's a guy named George Church of Harvard Medical School who has recently been the subject of some controversy because he took a bunch of money from Jeffrey Epstein to fund some of his research back in, I think, between 2005 and 2007. And he continued to meet with Epstein even after he'd already been convicted the first time. He was on 60 Minutes recently, and he talked about on 60 Minutes his plan to develop a genetics-based dating application. And what he wants to do with it is he wants to eliminate genetic-based diseases, and the way that the app will work is that That's eugenics. I know, yeah. It's an app that only a a eugenicist will love. It will pair people together based on the propensity of their genes when combined in children to eliminate hereditary diseases – and it would screen out those. You wouldn't be matched with those with the wrong. That's you know a, what that will do. Wrong DNA. That will de facto result in racial diversity. It won't put people together of the same race. No, absolutely. So, not. like in the old days, it, eugenics was about purifying races, but that's not the modern trend. But like the way you eliminate right. sickle cell or. Um, What's the Creutzfeldt's disease? I forget what it's called, but like there's some ethnic linked diseases that yeah. w- would go away if you, I believe, if you were not married to the same, not breeding with somebody of the same ethnicity. Right. Yeah. He says that if everyone got their DNA sequenced and the correct matches were made, then all diseases could be eliminated. And he says there's 7,000 of them that would be eliminated, which is like, Five percent of the population that carry those but not, genetic it diseases, really, so that would just eliminate. It this, wouldn't really though, because you'd have to do it every generation because it doesn't get rid of the recessive. The thing is, you don't get yeah. two people with recessives together when you do it that way. But everyone's going to have. It means you can never intermarry with someone who has any any kind of racial ancestry that you have because that's where the recessives yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And here's. Where it gets kind of interesting to me, a subject has been in the news a lot lately. He suffers from ADD, narcolepsy, and dyslexia. These are disorders that he even admits that might render him an incompatible match to many, which makes me think, ADD and all that stuff, is that a genetic disorder or is that a product of our current environment I and the totally distractions we face? I think it's the environment. I think a lot of that stuff So is- mental diseases could be factored into something like this, if this were ever actually to get created. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking it's getting created. I think stuff like this, especially with the DNA collection and the the databases they're building, I think something like this being built is absolutely inevitable, whether it's probably going to be in China first. But I think we're going to see something like this sometime in the near future. Not necessarily real near future. but I agree. This story I thought was interesting. There was this law student. He went to the... Oklahoma City University School of Law. He was expelled. This was a headline that he was expelled over putting up a flyer that says it's okay to be white. <laughs> now, that's a, not really a smart thing to Why do, would you do that? if yeah. you don't want to get a bunch of controversy surrounding. It is okay, but it's not smart to be. You're going to be perceived as someone who is 
racist or bigoted doing that. That's just the way the culture is going right now. So unless you're intentionally trying to provoke, then that's probably not wise to put a sign up like that, even though it's it is though, it's okay to be anything. Right. But that wasn't the reason he got expelled. Right. The headline is kind of misleading there. He got expelled because he was already suspended from that school. And he went on campus oh. and he was in disguise in a Halloween costume when he did it. What was he suspended for? He was suspended because on his Tinder profile, he stated his preference was to be with women who have not been with African Americans. That's obnoxious. Why is the law law school, like that, whatever someone thinks about that, but why is the law school looking at his Tinder profile and making a decision that someone is suspended based on that? That's the thing that I thought was curious about it. I've been thinking of that because my kids to some extent are on social media or all over social media. I don't know. I kind of don't want to know about how that sausage is made. I should though. Anyway. Um, but I, at a certain point, it would be actually negligent of an employer or an institution not to look at somebody's social media. If it's information that's out there, I mean, information has value. And although it's hard to say how to process it because we never had the ability to process like kind of lower level exposure, like a person's facade, like you have your super ego. Is it? What's the thing on the, the it is on the inside the the ego, and the super ego is on the outside. This is almost like the id, the ego, the super ego. I think, look, even if I'm not saying it right, just you're going to get what I'm understand what I'm saying. So you just showing everybody you're like, meta super ego or whatever, like the big, big super ego. Then you peel that back a little bit for social media. There's always layers of like exposure. It's kind of like the way language works. Like you could, your, your spoken language is the smallest. Your thinking language maybe is the highest and your, your listening language is maybe in the middle. I don't know, but like there's different levels. And then they talk about this inner, inner space. Like you need a bedroom where you can be alone and, and that stuff, like, that's when thought police can actually result in psychic problems, psychological problems, because you can never be alone. And that that's, you need that. So no safe there's space. no safe space. Real, truly, you really, really need a safe, you don't need an externally created safe space. You need an internally recognized safe space. So if they are going to start looking at social media, we have no institutional tools to give a discount for for that deeper level. It's like using vulgarity. I use a lot of vulgarity in my regular life. I use none on WSB. And sometimes I throw it out on a podcast. And I feel like that's against my character. How is that possible? Because it's, for me... Your public-private yeah, life. it's just, for me, there's just, you know, it's hard to... There are different layers of... And it's all me... You know, but it's just we're all different. onions. Yeah, it's just different. So, so how do you judge a person? If someone listens to my podcast, they think differently from the WSB or from private. It's all me, but it depends on how you're judging where. So, I think they're going to do social media. Now, there are actually layers of social media. So, there's Snapchat, which no one's ever going to see, right? Maybe. Well, if they were going to go in and look at something like Snapchat. I think only the government's going to do that. Yeah. Hmm. That also, though, is what he stated. It might come off as racist. It might come off as bigoted. But it's still his preference dating-wise. 
But that's that, a, that's. That, a, I mean, you might not like I, it. I, but I don't. Why do you, but getting suspended? Yeah, you for can't that, be suspended though, for that. But from that's, school. that's kind of outrageous. I just, I, I don't. That, that's, yeah, the FBI went to his house, even though, and they told what? him that it was illegal. They said it wasn't illegal. The FBI it wasn't illegal to, to put wow, the sign up. I was wondering yes, about that. Yes, and the reason they, the reason they went. Let me tell you wow. why they went is because they just wanted to make sure he wasn't a threat right. because they have deemed white supremacy the biggest terrorist threat. In the country. I was wondering how I just had this feeling just the other day. I was like, you know, if you get into an argument with somebody in a situation where people are of different races, creeds, colors, whatever, there might there might be a de facto presumption of hate that you have to answer for. You could be right. Like yeah. I, that could be coming. And it sounds like it's here. Yeah. See, I don't think his Tinder thing is within two standard deviations of normal. I, I And that's how they start. Like, they take something that is clearly kind of repugnant, and they yeah. use that as the example, when in reality, people are going to get dinged for something less than that. Yeah, right, exactly. So, it's yeah, this extreme example... But I feel like this is already scaled back from what would – I mean, this is extreme, but I feel like they're already moving the deviation in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and they're going to neutralize it with credit scores. Yeah. So, so a credit score is this quantified number that doesn't actually tell you why they got a ding. Right. Right? Yeah. So also, like, I got thrown off of WordPress, and I got a strike and a takedown on YouTube, and I was never told why. You think and that's going to affect your I, credit score eventually? When I get kicked off Twitter, they're not going to tell me why because I yeah. don't do anything that they could they could really argue is wrong except for open people's eyes, which they're not allowed to say is the reason I'm getting kicked yeah. off, which is going to be. So, but but in the social media, in the big tech client services world, I'm untouchable. I can't get you know I can't get the Uber of big tech platforms because I have a low score. Yeah. Nobody knows why. I'm right. I'm not Social wrong. media score. You never get your day in court. You'll never be able to talk about what... See, that's what people say say to me and say to each other. You could... I mean, obviously, you know, you could clearly defend your position. It's like you don't get a chance to defend your position, especially when they turn it into ones and zeros. Yeah, there's no trial. Yeah. Or due and process it's not, here. It, it's not even... And then because it's taken out of the realm of the authority that is actually rested upon, yeah. which would require... You know, big government sucks. On that note, do you want to tell <laughs> listeners what our oh, plans yeah. are over the next Friday? few weeks? And Yes. It is Friday. So I would like to invite people to support the show. Binkley, how do people support the show? They can become a, a patron or they can support via PayPal, and we'll have those links in the show notes. At theproperport.com. Theproperport.com. And I think Trump Fix is dying for a $5 Patreon button. Oh, yeah. I need to put and those I'm buttons And I'm thinking that's there. the right number because you're basically a dollar a week. And, then, and we're also looking to get to a certain critical mass of listeners so we can start making it worthwhile to provide premium content. So keep an eye for that. But in the meanwhile, please support us. Because this is a lot of work, and we're really just investing in a future of a robust product here. But anyway, in the meanwhile, Binkley and I have to do our day jobs. So next week, Binkley's got some stuff. Can you share with us what you're doing or not? 
I'm just working no. on some Christmas film sketches. That's for some uh, a production. Are company. we ever going to get to see them? Maybe, hopefully. If, I, I, would I, I would presume. Yeah. All right. So he has some work, work, and uh, I have to justify my existence as <laughs> super mom, which is super mom <laughs> is what lets me do what I want in my mornings when no one's here to see. Uh, okay, so meaning this show or my afternoons. Um, anyway, so we are going to take a few weeks off of Drive Time News Blast. We're going to put up a couple of propaganda reports, but what we are going to post new material every single day because we're back on WSB and there's a lot of material there. So we're going to still put up 30-minute shows every single day for the entire time, always new material. So keep coming. It's a little bit different. You get callers and... Uh, you know, nice change of pace. And yeah. then we will be back after the holidays, uh, right right where we started with the impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll still be the topic, subject to conversation. But we will and do a few deep dives, though. We will do a few deep dives over the holidays. I want to get to 10,000 Twitter followers before they kick me off. So please follow me at Monica Perez Show. I just feel like that way when I say, hey, man, I didn't do squat and I got kicked off. Yeah. You guys can find... Your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we will talk to you guys on WSB and when we do a few deep dives over the holidays. Merry Christmas!